Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey, Ed, how you going, brother? All right, man, we on. It's great to hear your voice, especially under these circumstances. So uh, we will jump right into it. This is Raw Skills Media and Raw Skills Podcast, your podcast that discuss current events, issues, and stories as it relates to youth in high school, as well as college sports. We have uh, the great Ron Washington, uh, exclusive Ron Washington, Atlanta Braves coach, infield coach, uh, guru, mentor. I guess I can go down the list, Ron. I guess you've been an important, uh, you know, piece or important figure uh, in this game for a long time. Let's tell our listeners, I guess, a little short bio. I know you can go long because you, you accomplish a lot, but this is a short bio from from this time, you know, from from playing in New Orleans, from getting drafted all the way into to where you're at today. Well, I'm I'm definitely a native New Orleanian. Um, I attended uh, Morton Robert R. School down in the Desire Project. That's where I I, I grew up. And after the sixth grade, I left there and I went to Phillips Junior High, which is back there by the St. Bernard Project. And um, then I left there. I thought I might have an opportunity to go to uh, St. Augustine. Uh, that was my dream, but that didn't happen. I was hated for Carver Senior High, but then integration happened right after the sixth, 1967. So 68, I ended up attending John Mack when integration started right there. And I stayed in John Mack for, through my senior year. And um, my, profession, my professional career started when I went to a trial camp that summer of 1970 uh, okay. with the Kansas City Royals. And um, there was 156 guys that was out there. And um, I was the only one they chose. Uh, wow. Uh, it was amazing. You know, I, I actually went to the trial. I, uh, I was a catcher at the time. Um, and um, I threw down the second base one time. I swung the bat one time yard dash and they pulled me on home and the the, the, the trial camp was done so I was only there for maybe 20 minutes before they pulled me out and uh, a week later I just got a call and that was my introduction into professional baseball I didn't get drafted to be honest with you Ed about being drafted I thought when you went to professional baseball you went right to the big leagues that's how naive I was and I think a lot of a lot of it had to do with with being in a small town like New Orleans uh, in the South, you know? Right. Because right. there was still a lot of bad things going on as far as integration goes. and um, But, you know, I was able to uh, make a trial camp, and that was my first introduction to pro ball. I played rookie ball um, through an academy. That's where I went. I went to an academy where I learned baseball on the chalkboard. And I think that that was the beginning right. of really, really, really understanding the game of baseball. And um, right. I, I was in the minor leagues. Uh, I was with the Kansas City Royals. They're the one that had the uh, academy. I was in that academy for until I, I got to Double A. And um, once I got to Double A, 1976, they traded me to the Dodgers. And in 1977, okay. I made it to the big leagues. Wow! Wow! And, Man! And from that point on, um, everything got me to where I am now. I, I coached with the Oakland A's for 14 years. I managed the Texas Rangers for eight years, and I took them to two right. World Series. Well, I didn't take them to two World Series. I was the leader. <laughs> uh, the players took us to two World Series. I was just the leader. And, um, and then I went back to Oakland for three more years, and then I'm, right now I'm presently with the Atlanta Braves as their third base and infield coach. Um, as you say, uh, that's, that's 35 years of professional baseball at the major league level. 
and I spent 10 years in the minor league. So that's a total of 45 years and the whole time. Wow. Um, the whole time, um, my life has been about giving because people gave it to me and uh, I, I, I became the success that I am because of the people that believed in me and gave me an opportunity. And uh, I just try to keep passing that on. Yeah, well, and, and that's great because I, I wanted the listeners to know that you've been giving. Uh, I know I met you when actually when I was playing and doing giving back to the hood and nonprofit. You was giving back then. You give currently now to the academy. I know the NOLA Academy. You give your time back and work with the players. Um, so how did your upbringing in New Orleans, growing up in New Orleans, prepared you to be successful and handle the success as well as the failures, you know, that we all know is a part of baseball? Well, you know, being in New Orleans at that time, like I told you, integration was bad. Um, uh, the only opportunity that uh, we had is if someone was there to give you an Willie Hall Park back there by the St. Bernard Project. And... Um, I, I didn't play a whole lot of baseball with those guys back then simply because um, we, we would have a game, Ed, and there wouldn't be enough guys to show up, so would, uh, we would end up forfeiting. So my high right. school coach my high school coach had a baseball team, and I left and went uptown, up there by Gilbert Park in Carrollton, and um, I played on his own team. You know, and I took a lot of flack from my there, but at least every day I went to go play the game of baseball I played. And, uh, right. you know, it was calling me sellout. But what they didn't understand at that time, my mind was working like this. They may be using me, but I was using them. And it all worked out. Right. It all worked out. So um, that's what happened to me in New Orleans. Uh, it was about competition. I mean, when I was 13 years old, I played 13-year-old ball from, the t- I mean, 15-year-old ball from the time I was 13. So it was about competition the ho- all the time. And it, and. I really didn't care about right. failure because, uh, you know, failure to me at that time, to be honest with you, being 15, 14, 15 years old, to me, I already knew it was temporary. It would only, it was only permanent if right. I lied. So, and my brothers and the people that I was around back there when I grew up, uh, they were the ones that uh, trained my mind to, to think ahead and not be concerned about it because there's three things that happen when you go out there trying to compete. You win, you lose, or you get into a fight. That, that's the way <laughs> right. it was. You know, you win, you right. lose, or you right. fight. So, um, <laughs> so I learned not to let yeah. it bother me. And, um, you know, at the time, like I say, I keep going back to innovation. It was tough on blacks to find that outlet. But because I was pretty good, and I was very shocked that St. Aug didn't recognize me. But I was pretty good. And um, I got an opportunity <laughs> to expose myself. And, um, you know, I went to this trial camp, as I said earlier. Um, that just told me right there when I was the only one chosen that I had something to offer. And when I got to pro ball, that was my attitude. So I never concerned myself with failure. And if there's anything I can tell those young kids out there is it's in the moment. Right. You know, failure is in the moment. And if you get in the proper training and you're doing what you're supposed to come to the ballpark to prepare to play or to get better, uh, things uh, work out for you. And again, there's three things that happen. You get better, you get worse. Now, of those three, you always want to get better. But if you stay the same, you still have a chance to get better. But if you get worse, so, uh, and, and if you and if you stay in the same, uh, that's not failure. Uh, you just haven't, uh, things just haven't clicked for you yet. 
but it's there and right. you got to be prepared that when it happened you're there for it so um that's what new orleans done for me i've, I've always been in, and, and i yeah. left and i never looked back at the fact still in my games and i always things wasn't the way it was supposed to be as a young man i was able to turn my back on it and stay away from it wow wow man and that's good i mean you, you mentioned failures and being mentally tough and i know we have this serious situation with the virus and man it's hit new orleans hard um how but how has this situation affect this your normal training and what you normally would do to get ready for a season because i know you guys were expecting uh some big things that well we were and um it's heartening you know it hurts you bad because i've never been home at this time of the year before and um but this is life or death out there with that uh, COVID 19. right we have to do what we have to do and i keep in touch with my guys on a daily basis maybe not every day but at least once a week just to see how they're doing and um you know that's all you we got to be thinking about safety um i know the, i know the community out there want to see baseball I don't want to be here. I want to be involved in baseball. And, um, you know, we was just at the point of the last week uh, before we broke camp. And to be honest with you, Ed, I was looking forward to it because I had my guys ready to. And that, that's what I miss. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm missing yeah. right now, you know. Um, and, and the only thing I told them as we move forward after this happened was make sure to keep the hands right. Uh, the rest of it, we can get together. Right. But if you let your hands... Uh, go then you're in trouble and they have to find somewhere to go to put a ball up against the wall and just use those hands out front to the side to the back and as long as they can continue to do that um i think when we get back going ed it's all going to work out great and that's a good segue into my next thing and just you know i mean you alluded to it what these kids can be doing at home uh to, to keep their skills sharp and i know they're going to YouTube you, uh, they can watch your videos, but what, what other things you recommend? If they can find a wall right there at home, because you know, right now safety is the key. And I don't think, I don't think they right. should be out there going somewhere. To do, but if they can find a wall, right. And if, they, if, if, if they can find a tennis ball, it doesn't have to be a baseball. It could be a tennis ball. And that way you can, you, mom and dad won't get so upset if you're throwing the ball up against the wall. <laughs> I'm talking about outside. Right. I'm not talking about a wall inside. Um, once again, the only thing I concern myself with when you, when you don't do is just keeping your hands right. And let the eyes, the ball, and the glove line up off the wall that's straight ahead. The same thing with the backhand and the same thing with the forehand. Um, if you can just keep those drills right. going every single day, um, you know, and if you want to go to that YouTube uh, video, you can see that they're doing it on their knees. Mom and dad want to do it inside with a little with a little tennis ball or something. Anything that you can do just to stay active. Like I said, we're in a life and death situation right now with this COVID-19. And uh, I, I wouldn't want you to be trying to leave your house to go somewhere and then something happens. So um, you just got to find Absolutely. something to do, improvise. And um and, and that's the only thing that, that you can possibly do right now with, without, you know, someone else hitting your fungos or someone else telling you you have to do this or have to do that. Uh, you can find a wall and get on right. your knees 
and put the ball off the wall and just use your hands out front and make sure everything is done out front. Yeah, Rush. Well, that's great stuff, man. I know I miss you. I miss seeing your face. I miss working out with you at the Academy. I was looking forward to seeing you with the Braves. Hopefully, it will, you know, as this thing kind of calms down. Uh, but I'm definitely happy to hear your voice, man. And take care. I know you always give back. Looking forward to seeing you back in the ballpark, Walsh. I appreciate your time and, and your well, knowledge. Well, thank you, Ed, and I appreciate you having me on. And um, I certainly hope something I said fired up somebody out there. And if it did, then I did the right thing this morning coming on. Thank you. Well, thank you once again. Ron Walsh, the great Ron Washington, Ross Skills Media, Ross Skills Podcast. Uh, see you guys next time. All right, Thanks a lot, Walsh. Bye. Take care.